Well, good morning. It's still morning, right? It is. Uh, so it, we are back with you, two dope teachers and a mic. My name is Gerardo Munoz. It's your boy, Kevin Adams. And we are here. Where are we right now? We are in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Doing a big. It is really hot out there. It is hot out there. But you could say it's hotter in here. <laughs> Hot in here. Yeah. Now you might hear some voices in the background, uh, being very polite and laughing at our jokes. Yes. Um, unlike our daughters, who do not do us the courtesy. Well, you said your daughter's been laughing at more of your jokes. The yeah. Worse, the better. Or laughing at me as I tell jokes. There you go. Um, we have some amazing guests. So we are here at the National Education Association's conference on racial and social uh, justice. Yes. Sorry, I've been in transit since three o'clock in the morning. So um, and uh, we're just getting ready to do our first live show. Um, we have some incredible guests here from the great state of Washington uh, to talk a little bit. We can have them introduce themselves um, to talk a little bit about Black Lives Matter in school. Yes. So um, y'all want to take it away, introduce yourselves? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, Jesse Hadelfian. I teach ethnic studies at Garfield High School. I'm an editor for Rethinking Schools magazine, and we just put out, I just helped to co-edit a book called Teaching for Black Lives that I'm excited to across the country. Oh, oh. Glad to have you, Jesse. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm Bruce Jackson, a special ed educator over at Ocuparosa University. Glad to have you, Bruce. I, <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, I'm on the... There's more. There's more. <laughs> he does a lot I'm more. <laughs> the Ethnic Studies Advisory Group. We're, we're creating an ethnic studies curriculum for Seattle Public Schools. All right. Um, uh, I'm a... Uh, racial equity coach so we, we're going around from school to school trying to set up racial equity teams so that um, so that uh, <laughs> uh, schools can 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 look at education through a, an equity lens yeah, I, I do a lot more but I, I, I go it's on. always hard when people put you on Caitlin's the next yeah uh, <laughs> I'm Caitlin Kamalay Jenkins. I'm a K-1 educator in Seattle Public Schools, so the littles. I'm also a racial equity coach for the Center for Racial Equity, ethnic studies writer, and I run a diverse blog, a diverse book blog called Colorful Pages. Very good, very good. So we have three incredible individuals uh, doing the work, and I should say that, um, that these are people of color who are organizing in their communities, who are working um, hard on, a, on both a local level, but also on a national level. Um, so let, let's, um, I guess the first question I have is how'd y'all find each other um, doing this work? I think we first met through the Social Equity Educators Group, a caucus in our union that's been um, fighting to help transform our union to make it a social justice union. You know, and we, we really got on the map when we boycotted the map test. Yes. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, did you hear about that? Yeah. Oh, you oh, heard, heard about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, as I recall, I ran into your room. I'm like, yo, this is what we need to be doing. Oh, yes. snap. Yes. Yes. Right what? here. This. Oh, trendsetters. Boycott. Just don't. Just say yeah. no. <laughs> that was, do it. it was such a beautiful struggle. I'm so glad that you all know about that because it inspired people around the country. And... You know, the superintendent had threatened uh, this, the teachers who refused to give the test with a 10-day suspension without pay, but then we got solidarity from all over Seattle and all over the country. That's right. And they got rid of the test in all of Seattle's high schools altogether by the end of that year. That is so amazing to hear. That is, that is really impressive work. Really impressive work. Right on. So that's how you all connected to begin with. So, um, the, you know, those of us who have been in education for a long time, 
uh, we're familiar with the National Education Association, with the state level locals, with the with the association at the district level. Um, when when you all talk about making the union a more social justice union, I'm sure there are people that are kind of like, we, well, that's that that's it's what all a about union, social justice, right? That's what a union is, a union, a union isn't is it? Feed the justice. teachers so they don't eat the children, right? Ah, there you <laughs> go. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about what? what sort of precipitated this need in your locality for yeah. a more social justice oriented you, union. You want to talk about the work you did at WEA this year organizing for social oh, sure. justice? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I, if I can. There you go. <laughs> um, so uh, just like you said, like uh, unions are often considered like a big social justice kind of powerhouse. But when I got back together with a group of really awesome educators, we talked about how uh, yes, there has been done, work done at the WA and NEA level, uh, but how can we push that work even more and make sure it like stays educator-led? So uh, we were at the mock RA for just our local Seattle Education Association uh, team, and I was like, well, I mean, we're organizers. Let's organize for WA convention. <laughs> what, what has no one done this for racial equity? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, in a, such a large effort. So. Uh, I made connections with a lot of my really awesome colleagues here and some that are still back at home in Washington State. Uh, and we pulled statewide people. We pulled people from Eastern Washington, from all the locals up the I-5 corridor, trying to find some from uh, Southern Washington as well. And we got us all in a room and we brainstormed uh, what, are, what has been done and what can we build off to really achieve racial equity. Uh, so we got floor plans developed, we got communication hmm. plans, I did branding. Uh, I'm not a design, digital <laughs> design media designer, but... Well, you are now. Yeah, are right? right. <laughs> Canva.com. Yeah, there you go. Plug, plug um, anything and everything yeah, for real. Well, I, I think that, that's such an interesting point, too, because I think as, as teachers, when we're in our mm -hmm. classrooms, like we can organize in our classrooms, we can lead in our classrooms, yeah. we can... Um, we can form communities in our classrooms and, and we don't realize like how that can be deployed in mm -hmm. defense of our communities and in defense of our profession. Yep. And that's such a powerful thing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, well, I don't know how to, well, now I've done it. Yeah. And now yeah, that's now how you I'm learn how to do it. It's by doing stuff. it. Caitlin didn't say that, that she helped to get <laughs> resolution passed, <laughs> right? A whole series for ethnic studies yeah. on the state yes. level to support Black Lives Matter yeah, 14, at schools, 14, right? Wow. It's statewide. Wow. For, for, that's amazing. For affirmative action. I mean, it was. Th well, that's the other question I have, right? So I, I, I have family in the Seattle area, yeah. and um, just through my conversations, my sister's been living out there for over a decade, and just conversations with her indicate that the state of Washington is, is kind of a mixed bag politically, right? Where you have, you know, you, you have these urban centers like yep. Seattle. Uh, that tend to be more amenable to progressive ideas, but then you get outside of that area and there's a lot of conservatism. Mm -hmm. How has your organizing effort in the name of Black Lives Matter, in the name of social justice and racial justice um, and equity, how has that been received statewide? Like what, what kind of what kind of experiences have you had? Uh, that, that was my question. Was it really? Because <laughs> I think about Washington and what I've known of it. It, it's very different throughout the state, uh, yeah. demographically. Like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. So I was yeah. wondering, how does how do you guys get that uh, Black Lives? We actually have the same brain. That's in, how we uh, talk at these Eastern things. Washington. Yeah. Right. That play, you know. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all everybody to its own to his own level, you know. Yeah. And if, even in Eastern Washington, they know that they they know there's injustice going on in Black mm. in America, and 
and the more the more they know about um, about the history of black people in this country, the more they uh, you can't just say nothing's happened. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> even even in Eastern Washington, yeah, I well, say, there have been a lot of people who said nothing's something. happened. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's mixed, you mm. know. Like it's been much bigger in Seattle, but the state did overwhelmingly pass the resolution for Black Lives Matter at school, which was really that exciting, is super impressive, right? Like I can't imagine something like that happening. Like, I, the resolution in Colorado, if that was proposed. I, it would be a huge news story, right? It would be like, be like oh my God, they want to have Black Lives Matter endorsed yeah. officially by the state and such and such, you know? And this is they would the be end really of the nice. world. They would remind us that all lives matter. Yeah, oh, that's of course. It would be of why, why, do like, we, um, why do we need a bill like all lives matter when all think. lives matter? What are we teaching the kids? Exactly. Right? Yeah. You got to think of this is this is after four, four, three, four years of just hard on. Every day we're coming at you, and we're that's not backing right. off, and we're that's not right. stopping. Yeah. And and you know the when you when you when the first conversation happens you get blowback yep. yeah when the yep. second conversation happens you, you you realize that listening to the other people in that conversation that that your blowback wasn't such a big blow mm. yep 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 yeah yep. so then we then we start moving out and and you know it, I, I think if we we're, we were talking we were, we were at the um the uh, the other black lives matter um session a, a couple of hours ago and and the the pushback they're getting is from it is from uh principals and mm -hmm. and their union themselves yep. and when we decided to take over our union and make it make it into something i mean we're we're, we're passing things at 90 percent ratio most yeah. of the time whenever we, whenever we propose something incredible. That's awesome. because people don't want the system that's, that exists and if you if you make it clear that this system is wrong people are people are a lot more willing than you think they would be to, mm to yeah. do something about it. Well, what, what do you guys think has helped? Because I think in Denver, what we deal with is kind of our teachers union is diverse, right? And, and uh, you know, I forgot whatever the percentage is, that like 85% of teachers are white. Oh, yeah. You know, and so like- That's not diverse we, though. How do we- well, <laughs> okay. You're right, thank you. But how, like what I always find myself thinking about is how do I get teachers to come along and see the bigger picture, right? And have a greater perspective beyond things like, you know, like what we hear, and I think this is the reformers argument, is that good education is about literacy. It's about reading and writing. It's about being able to do mathematical computations and stuff like that. Yep. And it's never rooted <laughs> in liberation or helping kids solve the problems that they face on a day-to-day -day basis in their communities and in their families. So how did you guys get union members, these teachers, to come along with that? And I'm yeah, sure and here, like, your union's probably like ours, where we have uh, veteran teachers who yeah. have been around and well, know, we so here's here's the interesting thing too. I mean, the part of the context of this was a couple of years ago, um, the Denver Public Schools passed a um, a policy that said that we can no longer put kids from ECE to third grade in out of school suspension. That we will not be suspending kids eight years old and younger. And the union threw a Lost fit. Their, and we've been, and, and we've been, and, you know, we've both been between us. We have over thirty years of union membership. My mother, you know, my like, if I ever considered not being in a union, I, I have, I have great great grandparents who are dead and buried, be spinning in their grave, yep, right? Yep. So I mean, and and so when we see, yeah, so you see when your professional association makes a decision like that, 
and and it gave us a black eye and so that's kind of that's where a lot of our conversations going and you know and to some of our listeners who are members uh, we have a caucus of today's teachers within the union that's been sort of agitating and pushing back on some of these yep. myopic and dated ideas um, but yeah so that's the context we're kind of coming from yeah, yeah we had lucky timing though I think it's because we when this when this work really got off its off, off the ground it was right after we had our teacher strike and that was about five years ago yeah so so we had parents on our side. We we had when we when we did our strike, we did it to make sure the parents knew that we were on their side and we were not against them. We were we were striking for, they we had we had we had, we were lucky in that we had a union that was, that we had a district that was trying to take away recess yeah. from elementary schools. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that sounds, one of our major demand was for racial equity teams so we can bring racial equity th throughout the schools. Yes. So we had we had parent voice, we had parent input, parent voice when we started this fight, and and we just amplified it and used that to use that to push our agenda forward. Yeah. And 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 I would say, building on that, um, I think the, what really launched the Black Lives Matter at school effort was the fact that it was one elementary school, John Muir Elementary School mm -hmm. in Seattle, where they wanted to have a day of action to celebrate black lives at their school. And, and they created a t-shirt, the, the art teacher there made a beautiful t-shirt that said, Black Lives Matter, we stand together with oh. a picture of a tree, yeah. the many branches coming down into the one trunk. Wow. Yeah. And then some hateful person made a bomb threat against <laughs> an elementary school, yeah. right? saying how dare you affirm the lives of black children at that school <laughs> they were going to high five all the kids coming into school and have a celebration and so then the media uh, picked up that story and it was um, widely known in seattle that the school district had officially canceled their event mm -hmm. and brought in bomb sniffing dogs that morning um, to deal with that so i got in touch with some of the teachers there and we brought them to the social equity educators meeting and we came up with a plan to put a resolution forward in our union to say if we support the john muir teachers we won't just pass a resolution saying good job we will actually wear the shirts ourselves yep. to school yep. right yes. and so a lot and of for those of you uh, who aren't getting the video version of the podcast um jesse's wearing a t-shirt says black lives matter at school hashtag say her name um and so that that's that representing right there no yes. doubt yep. sandra blank Yes. Yep, Sandra yes. 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 And then in Seattle, Charlena Lyles, you know, so um, I think that we were really galvanized by that horrific um, threat against elementary school students. And on October 19th of 2016, we had th oh, some 3,000 teachers show up to school with Black Lives Matter That's awesome. shirts. That's beautiful. That's, awesome. That's beautiful. So, yeah. That is beautiful. That's incredible. Um, so, uh, and, and I know we've got lunch coming up soon, and no I know y'all got to get your session ready. <laughs> um, so, tell us a little bit about what's next in um, in your in your movement, because I know that you mentioned earlier the creation of this ethnic studies position, the funding for possibly two ethnic studies positions, uh, the creation of an ethnic studies curriculum within your district. Uh, what's next? What's what's yeah. what, what should we look forward to in uh, in the Seattle and Washington areas? 
Uh, I think we're most excited for uh, the Washington Education Association, like we said, passed so many new business items and resolutions supporting a lot of racial justice movements. Uh, and one of the ones we all put forth was creating an ethnic studies task force to really push legislators to not only look at secondary ed, which we, yep, yep. you know, already are developing, yep. but, you know, as a kindergarten and first grade teacher, yep, yep. I have curriculum, but yep. I want my colleagues to have curriculum and I want there to not be any excuse to start them young and show them yep. that they're seen in our curriculum and to teach them actual history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think the task force is where it's at. Um, our union leadership seems really supportive of it as That's well great. Great. Um, to get policy to the curriculum that we've already developed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's key is like, you know, I think if districts put in the effort to really mm -hmm. develop solid curriculum and say, this is, we are committed to making this a part of our uh, community and our, our curriculum that we offer, um, I think it's important, especially for the young kids, to have yeah. a conceptualization of themselves before, um, you know, they get to this point where they self-realize and they're like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. I'm a target. I'm, I'm a target. And all of this stuff yeah. comes at yeah. me consistently, you know, um, yeah. but I think that's really important. No doubt. I was just going to say on that, um, it's imperative for identity development of black kids and, and students of color. But I think it's also imperative that our white students get ethnic studies curriculum in oh, Seattle. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. In Seattle, hate crimes have doubled in the wow. past year. They've gone up 400% since 2012. It's incredible. Wow. Right? So there's this explosion yep. of hatred and racism and bigotry happening across the country. Mm -hmm. And ethnic studies is one important component to saying, yeah. you know, we want to build a better society of educated people that, that know each other's histories and can build empathy uh, and support for each other. Yeah, people who are able to humanize. Yeah. You can't, now Jesse's not talking about what, what we did with, uh, with uh, hiring a black, more, more black teacher. Yes. Yeah. They, they had passed a anti-affirmative action um, bill way back. Yes, and yeah. And they, were, they weren't allowed to, Seattle wasn't allowed to go the legacy of Ward Connolly, where black people were, <laughs> to get black educators yeah, 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 in yeah, Seattle yeah, area. Yeah. But you should talk more about that. Well, that there was an initiative I one thousand um, to make affirmative action legal in Washington State, and you know we got the resolution passed in, in our union, and yes. a coalition formed around it. They did a march from Seattle all the way to Olympia. They said oh, it was wow. longer than than the Selma March, oh, wow. and um, oh. and we got it passed. You know, the state legislature yep. passed it, so now we can work on, now it's legal to try to recruit to black recruit teachers. Black teachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. So in a way, you, like, all this struggle to get to the starting line, right? Because <laughs> right. now now we have, now we have to get out there. And now you have to hire and, and yeah. the But I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of an article um, that's made the rounds through social media over the last few years about how having teachers of color is so profoundly beneficial to everybody, right. including that's the white students who start learning yep. to see us as intellects, as leaders, as Thank role you. models, and those kinds of things. And I think, you know, we've seen the um, the demand to stop the attacks on black educators, and I yep. think that is so powerful and imperative, you know. Um, in our school, I mean, we, <laughs> I feel like we kind of overwhelm the room sometimes. I um, don't care. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. You close your so we door had this, and we, you we had this, oh, not even then. Remember our last faculty meeting? And we went around in that circle. Oh, yeah. And yes. they asked what we're thinking about, and yes. I was like, 
I'm just thinking about how I'm part of this educational industrial right, complex right. and how I'm mostly a complicit agent in the oppression of learners. I was like, drop the mic. And then there, there, Shut was, them down. there was this like awkward silence. I'm like, you asked me what I was thinking about. That's what I'm thinking about. You know, like, this is a good week. <laughs> this is a good week. I'm just thinking about it right now. I'm, I'm not like raging against myself. No, so the, I guess one question I have, and then, then we should probably go get that lunch because yeah. uh, – because you know that that's one of the perks, right? Um, <laughs> you take them where you the, can get them. The last quote. <laughs> we just say whatever on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the last question I have is, what have you all learned about yourselves and about organizing and about just building capacity um, in the name of justice from these experiences that you had? I can take it. Go ahead. Um, I think one of the biggest things uh, that I learned while organizing, and I started organizing, you know, the elementary school I was teaching at. Actually, not even teaching, student teaching. Oh, wow, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I had really awesome uh, admin, very supportive, really awesome staff. Uh, But the biggest thing I learned is to remove as many barriers as as you physically can possibly can so that the only thing that a teacher is left with if they don't want to participate in racial and social justice is that they're racist. Yeah, wow. I like that. Wow. Like that. That's really so cool. give them the curriculum, give them the resources, give them the time, make it mandated via policies. And like yep. I said, only excuse. No excuse. That's it. That's it. No excuse. <laughs> yeah, no excuse. I like, no excuse. I like that. Yeah, the thing I noticed is that when, once you start this fight, you're going to find out that there is a whole lot of fighting to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I think when, when you get into this fight, you got you to gotta go in it with the attitude like, I'm going to start and I'm not going to stop. Yeah, and yeah. once Can't you got that in your, once you got in that, once you got in that frame of mind, everything gets easier. That's it. Yeah. Just building off that, I think the long-term nature of it, you gotta be committed to it. It's like you know, when I first joined the union in Seattle, similar to you, our union voted in favor of the school closures, saying yeah. it would yeah. save right. the district money, yep. and then yep. we could have more jobs. And it's like, hold up, they're closing schools in black and brown neighborhoods, and we're endorsing yep. that, yep. right? Yep. So that's why we formed C Caucus, and and we we got five of the schools off the list, but yep. they closed five others, right? And it was a loss, but we didn't yep. we didn't stop there, right? We built that's the right. map. Boycott. We built Black Lives Matter at school, and you gotta keep building on on those victories, and and you know stand up after the defeats. And I would just end by saying that people can join us in this struggle. You can go to BlackLivesMatterAtSchool.com, yep. and it's got all the lesson plans yep. you would want, posters you can put up in your classroom. There's a wicked shared Google Drive. Exactly. Yep, yep. Incredible. Yeah. I got that from Mikey. It's yeah. I think you beautiful. It right? It's beautiful. I was like, I'm going to print some of this stuff. I can't print all this uh, stuff. Right. <laughs> hey, I can't print all this stuff. <laughs> first week in February every year, Black Lives Matter at School Week. We break down the 13 principles of Black Lives Matter as teaching points for each day of the week. You can I just teach it in your classroom or you can join a community and put on an event in yeah. your community. But but we hope well, you're I with think, us. I think I know what we'll be talking well, about. Yeah, first well, yeah, first week of February. <laughs> I think I know what we're doing. All right, folks, this is what we're doing. <laughs> got a problem with it? Yep, exactly. I mean, it's free lesson plans. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. Removing the barriers, right? That's it's it. like that's it. you don't have to attend. You're on that site right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, thank you all for taking yes. the time to sit really with us, Caitlin, you. Bruce, Jesse. Uh, just a real honor to like connect with y'all and just hear the things you have to say. Um, we will be here um, at the conference. Actually, by the time this episode uploads, yes. Uh, well, maybe not. Probably, maybe we'll upload yeah. it tonight. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we will. Maybe we will. You never know. Um, <laughs> we'll be at the party tonight. Yeah. Oh, actually. There, there is <laughs> a oh, block right. party. A block party. The NEA yeah, block, block party. party we'll have to live stream that too. Um, 
So we, we got a little way that we conclude the podcast, and um, that is that um, I'll ramble, and then I'll give you a signal, and then we all say stay dope together. Yes. So for Kevin Adams, my name is Gerardo Munoz. We are inviting you today, tomorrow, always, and forever to stay, stay dope. dope. Awesome. Thank, Thank you all. Thank you all. Awesome. <laughs> Appreciate it.